Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Own will to do evil, to have iniquity in his heart, which means evil. Evil, I will. When God saw that Satan had evil in his heart, he thrust him out of heaven. And with it, a third of heaven's holy angels went right with him. And they're the ones that are now surrounding the whole globe and swarming and swarming and try to influence you to do the same thing. This is what we will find in the latter day. And we're living in that very day. Of It's a very evil day, isn't it? It's evil. It's evil. It's Iniquity, it is all the way I want it, and nobody can say anything to it. Dare you not challenge it with anything. I can make my own decision. It's always my way. I will do this. I will do that. Don't talk to me about it. I have my own choices. I am me, myself, and I. This is the day we're living in, the son of perdition. Those that have followed the ways of Satan, that have been influenced by the by the concoctions that Lucifer has, has poured out upon the earth, they will, be, they will come to the surface and they will be seen and they'll be sitting in churches with the strength of evil, evil, I will. That will be their main theme. And you'll find that in the Bible, that at the very end time, this thing will raise to the top. Let's look at some more things here. It says he sitteth in the temple of God. It's the thing that sits within us. Now, you say like this, well, I'm born again. But do you know that you have that decision? Every time that God gives you a new truth, you can say, Ich will, or you can say, God will. Ich will, I will, or you can say, God will. God's will for my life. I'll surrender to it. And I'll do it with pleasure. I delight to do the will of God, regardless what it costs me. The temple of God is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives within us today. He lives sovereignly within the hearts of our people, of you people. He lives in my heart. And that evil has to come out of that heart. He has to leave that and, and turn to complete surrender all the time. Because the end time, it'll come to the surface. I've told you that before, and I'll continue to do so through this message. We want to take some examples. There are certain sicknesses that I have noticed down through life. In fact, back in 1987, the Lord showed me a specific sickness that He uses or has been used at times to show the condition of humanity, whether you're a person of God or whether you are not. There was a certain condition that if a person had this kind of sickness, there was no hope for him anymore. And I would like to look at this kind of sickness because I believe it has a lot to do with it. And the sickness is something that the medical science has basically been able to overcome. And we can destroy the sickness by taking certain medicines. But back in the day when it was there, there was this sickness was always a sickness that kept people aside. It puts, puts them in a house where there was other people and nobody else could get clothes. If they did, they would get it as well. It is the sickness called leprosy. In Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 8, we want to start and look at some examples. 
take heed in the plague of leprosy, that thou observe diligently to according to all that the priests and the Levites shall teach you as I commanded them. So shall ye observe to do. And then one verse, the next verse, verse 9 says, Remember what the Lord thy God did unto Miriam. By the way, after that ye were come forth out of Egypt. Now when I look at this verse, after God has done a great wonderful thing, he brought the children of Israel that were 430 years in bondage, in Egypt, there they were slaves, and they were brought out by the hand of God, divided through the Red Sea, and there they walked through, and all experienced a great miracle. God did a majestic thing, one of the great events of all time, when His hand came down and divided this, the Red Sea. And some, the, the friend of God, or the children of God, they walked through the Red Sea, and the enemy was pursued that pursued after, after them were covered over in water and they all died and gave their lives and so forth, as you know the story. But it was right after this that a certain woman that stood up in the midst and she had a song. And she, she sang a song and it was a beautiful one. How did the horse and the rider was cast into the sea? And they danced together, it says. They sang and they danced and they were full of the joy of God. But after this, something happened with this woman. This is where the warning is. It says, remember what the Lord thy God did unto Miriam, by the way, after that ye were come forth out of Egypt. Now, this is where I believe that people miss it so often. Whether you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or have had some encounter, some wonderful thing that happened to you in your life, perhaps that was so life-changing. That you think that nothing can ever happen that will go wrong in your life anymore. Or that you cannot walk away from it. Let's look at this. It says that after the Red Sea, after that Miriam and Aaron came to the Red Sea, after the song was written and all of this, it says, I want you to look at what happened to her. When Miriam got leprosy, what happened? Why did Miriam get leprosy? And I look at this sickness and I've studied this sickness what it all did and how it works and where it starts and what causes it and all that. And let's just look at some of the things. We want to look at the very incident of where, what happened in Exodus chapter 15, verse 20 and 21. And Miriam, the prophetess, she was a prophetess. She loved God. She was a lover of God. She spoke out of her heart at times and she was right on. She was a prophetess. She was the sister of Aaron, the second man in command took a tremble in her hand, and all the women went out after her with trembles and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. He, uh, the horse and the rider has he thrown into the sea. Now we look at Numbers chapter 12, verse 1, and see what happened. All the rejoicing and everything that happened, she was put under test because she was in the dry desert. And there was not a lot of water and there was no food that they could even grow. And all at once she was getting a little weary with this man called Moses. And so she questioned Moses. And she found a fault in Moses that was truly a fault. Moses, according to the law, was not asked and was not allowed to be married to an Ethiopian woman, which was not from Israel, which was not from their own kin. And according to the law, that was absolutely forbidden. And there was one person that picked up on this mistake. 
And it was Miriam and Aaron as well, but Miriam specifically. And this is what she said. She looked at, at Moses. You know, Moses, there's a lot of things that I don't like about you. There's some things that I can put my finger on that you're wrong in. Moses, sometimes I question you. Moses, some of the places where you've led us, you've taken us across the Red Sea. Now you're having us over here in Sinai. And I mean it's dry. I saw Sinai from the distance. I have walked on those soils over there, and there's not a stalk of even grass in these places. And now we're out here, and we need your help, Moses. But you, you take us to the left, and you take us to the right. And I question, you know what, Moses? I also want you to know that I also hear from God. You're not the only one that God has called. We are also, remember, I'm a prophetess. I speak words of prophecy. Can you hear to me at times? There's sometimes I come to you and I tell you, Moses, the Lord has been telling me this, and you go right the other way. The son of perdition that sits in there questions Moses at times, and all at once, she had enough. She said, you know what? If I can't get him this way, if, if, if he doesn't honor me as a prophetess, I'm going to get him another way. Moses! That woman that you married from Ethiopia, you violated the law. Now, I don't know that it says that Miriam ever spoke anything else that God heard, but that one God heard. It says when he said, Moses, you have married an Ethiopian woman, it says God heard it. Now let's look what happens here. In a time of severe testing, in a time that things look at it's about at the end, at times when the pressures are on is when these times of ruin can come out. And that's what happened with Miriam. Miriam, look at verse, uh, Numbers chapter 12, verse 1. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he married an Ethiopian woman. Verse 2. And they said, Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not also spoken by us? And the Lord heard it. Now it says, It seems that everything was okay as long as the glory of God was on the tabernacle. But when God heard this, the glory departed from the tabernacle. And when the glory departed from the tabernacle... When that glorious part, when the revival of the tabernacle left, when the move of God that drawed people together, that drawed people to him, when that stopped and God removed his presence from the tabernacle, all at once Miriam saw her condition. And what she saw was something quite different than what she understood when she made mention of the Ethiopian woman. Now according to as I'm preaching here, some of you might think that I'm referring to anything that you might have said against me or so. I'm not aware of anything. I don't know of anything that you have said against me. I'm not aware of anything like this, so there's no reference. This is not what I'm trying to say. Sometimes preachers will do that. They'll say some things over the pulpit because of wanting to correct something, perhaps of something that is out there. I will not do that. I will not do it. That's not the way I operate. 
So I'm not talking about anything. Don't try to read into something because you will not read into anything because I don't either. But what I'm telling you is at a time of pressure, what will happen? At the end time when there's all this pressure around here, one of the things that God will do, He will purify the church. And for that, He'll bring things to the surface, even in your own lives. So what happens here? When the glory of God departed from the tabernacle, this is what happened, verse 10. And the cloud departed from of the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became lepers, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was lepers. You see, leprosy is often not detected. It can be as long as a year, sometimes for months. That a person can have leprosy and you don't see it. You see what I'm talking about here today? I believe this is why leprosy was such a key sickness back in those days that God used to, he look at somebody and he'd see somebody and he saw a condition on the inner self of a person. And finally, when the glory left, he allowed people to see really who that person really was. Now, Miriam, I don't believe she, I don't believe she ever thought that she would have any venom in her to speak against Moses. It was a legitimate concern, but there was an ulterior motive. The ulterior motive is what God saw. That's the ruin I'm talking about. You might hear a story about somebody. You might hear somebody made a failure or did something. And you might, with legitimate concern, want to share or say something or inquire further. But God knows the interior, the ulterior motive in it. God knows what, what your inquiry is about. God knows your heart. God knows exactly why you need to know details. This is what it's saying. The place of ruin, the heart that has a little bit of... Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.